I'd like to introduce our next guest speaker. Our next speaker is Ms. Jessica Marie Demoe Ravar. She is the youngest of seven children to the late Marshall Demoe and the late Catherine Olivier Demoe. She lives in Marksville with her husband, Russell. They've been married 41 years. She has two adult daughters, Allison and Raquel, and three beautiful granddaughters. She is a member of Holy, Holy Ghost Catholic Church in Marksville, where she's a former lector and Eucharistic mem- minister. She was the captain of the Relay for Life for 35 years and is the director of the annual Ovoil Hospital Pink October Breast Cancer Program. She enjoys working in her yard and spending time with her family, but her passion has been to become a nurse, and she got that from her aunt and her sister. And we'd like to welcome... Miss Jessica Marie Demoe Rivar. Good morning, and I have to say, uh, Dr. Shonda, that really I usually don't have somebody to pronounce my maiden name so well. So thank you. Yes, ma'am. What I thank you for joining uh, us. No, thanks for you know thanks for you know for having me, and I can you know and I can say that. Um, this education journey for me, it has really been one that has, I've had several obstacles, I've had several crosses, and I've also encountered people that have questioned why at my age I decided to go to grad school. But what I would like to share is that at the at the age of 16, I ended up getting accepted into a two-year high school program that said because of academic achievements, I was accepted into an LPN program that would be completed upon graduating high school. So you would finish high school in May, and in June, you would finish your LPN. So to my mother, that was uh, an achievement, and it was just like, you're going to do that. And I'm like, but mother, I don't have a desire to be a nurse. Because at that time, my older sister, she was actually going to USL at that time, and she was in nursing. And I remembered, you know, and I remembered that she was like, hmm. I would look at her books and stuff, but I always admired her. And just like my godmother, who was my dad's sister, you know, she was a nurse. And that was, I just always admired it. And I'm just like, but I, I didn't think I wanted to be a nurse. And I think that was because I had childhood asthma. And I remember having to go to the doctor. And I remember doctors as being people that ordered medicine and nurses being people that gave shots and stuff. So I was like, so my mother's like, what do you want to do? When you grow up, I say, I think I want to be a pharmacist because I want to give people the medicine to make them feel better. And she was like, well, she says, you know what? You can go to college and do whatever you like, but you just got into this program that's going to be your junior and senior year, and I think 
that that when you finish school, that's a good job. Nursing is a good job. You'll always have a job, and you'll have a good job while you go to college, and you won't have to worry about working, you know, longer shifts and those kinds of stuff because you're going to have a good paying job. And I'm just like, yes, ma'am, because, you know, back in the day I could say that I noticed growing up we had a lot of respect for the elders, and we'd say, you know what, they have a lot of wisdom, so I'm going to listen. Now, there's always some that they had to pass through the fire to learn, but I was not one of those. And I guess being the youngest of seven, I learned from those that actually had encounters that was like, okay, I know not to do that. So there again, that started my nursing journey and getting into that at the age of 16. And my and my mother just said, you know what, and then on the weekends, I want you to go work at the nursing home to really see what it's like to be a nurse because that's where she worked at the nursing home. And she was like, it, she worked in the dietary department. She said, well, yeah, I know all the nurses and stuff over there, so you're going to go work as a nurse's aide. Yes, ma'am, again, you know. So then by by that time, I you know I ended up graduating and finishing nursing school in high school in 78, and then uh, got married in 79, real young, got married when I was 19. And then so the next year I decided I wanted to go back to nursing school. I said, you know what, I want to go to school to be an RN, okay? So I ended up going to RN school at uh, LSUA, and at that time, you know, I had a lot of struggles and stuff there because I ended up working full time while going to school. So I learned how to juggle, you know, family, job, and everything so I could pursue a career that I thought would be an advancement. So going part-time, it took me three years, you know, for a two-year degree, but I had no hurry because I enjoyed I enjoyed my job that I was doing at that time. But it actually took me 20 years to decide that, you know what, now I feel that I need to do something different. And at that time, I said, you think I need to go back to get my bachelor's? And believe it or not, at that time when my oldest daughter, she graduated high school, she got into ULL, and there were some nurses at the hospital. They were like, you know, they probably were 15 years or so younger than me because they were still having their families and stuff at that time. And they said, you want to come take a class with us? And I'm like, well, sure. It was like a couple of days before the class. I said, if I get in, that sounds good, because I was the education director at the hospital at that time and still working some ICU shifts. So at that time, I said, sure, if I get in. Well, needless to say, I got into the class, and that was just one class, and we started doing classes in the, you know, in the evenings and working in the day, so it did not have any conflicts with my, uh, deal with my job. So then again, I end up, doing the BSN program and end up, you know, getting some opportunities, you know, because of that, you know, advancements. I started, you know, having opportunities where I could do guest speaking on health issues and in the community as well in the hospital setting. So it gave me, you know, some gratification. And I said, when I went through that, I'd say, but I'm, I'm not ever going back to school again because we had some people in my class at that time, of course, much younger, they had those big dreams is what I said. Well, you know, some of them went and they, they went to PA school. They ended up going, 
to um, give that nurse anesthesia and all type of different areas where they had those goals that I'm like, wow, this is really good. You know, I'm really impressed for them to be so young and to have those big dreams. And I just felt that I always had to be comfortable and felt that I could accomplish the task. So I kind of walked my way up, and I find that it, it really helped me because when I'm talking to a CNA now and helping them, if I'm working clinically, I'm able to say, you know, I did that. And then I had that desire to go to nursing school and then to get another degree. And because I'm easy to say, because you know what? I know what it was to work for what I wanted. Because my parents would say, if anything worth having, you got to work you have to work for it. It don't it does not come easy. And that's what my my parents and grandparents would instill. And they they wanted us to always do better than what they they did, which, of course, like I said, I thought they, they made a good living. He, my, my dad worked really hard. He did construction and he did farming. And, you know, my mother did, you know, she was a hairdresser and then got into the dietary uh, area of working at a nursing home for 30-something years. But there again, you know, they're like, you know, we want you to fulfill your dreams. And something, you know, and something happened 17 years later after I, I ended up getting that, bachelor's degree, so by that time, I'm in my 50s, and, you know, I'm thinking, most everybody in my age, are thinking, okay, this is what I'm going to do when I retire, but what happened in my case, I was very proud to say that I was hoping I had genes from my mother, who was in her 80s, and still working full time, so then I'm just like, wow, so if I go back to grad school in my 50s, then... And if I have her genes, because there again, my mother always said, I worked at a nursing home, and the majority of people that's in the nursing home, they gave testimonies that their health declined when they stopped working. If they didn't have things to do to keep them busy, they felt that their health declined. So then I'm listening to all of that. So if the majority of people are saying that, I say, you know what, uh, Unless you have a lot of money to travel and do all type of things and keep you busy or, or have these hobbies, then there's nothing wrong with working and doing things that you enjoy doing. Uh, I started looking around where they had physicians that, wow, they still practice it in their 80s. But I, I, I did notice that those younger and stuff now, they're coming up and say, oh, man, I'm, I'm going to retire when I'm 50. I'm going to retire when I'm 55. And that's what their goals were. So that's what started it all. And probably for several years, I was my biggest enemy from doing that because I kept saying, wow, I have to take the, uh, the GRE exam. Well, I don't, I don't want to take that. I, I don't mind the reading part of it, but the math and statistic part, I just don't want to get into that. It's, I've been out too long. So I just kind of put it on the shelf and continued working. But then the next thing I noticed that I would I had a couple of people that I was working with that they decide to go to grad school. And at that time I said, you know what, I'm going to take that exam, but I'm, I'm not going to prepare for it. I'm not even going to study. And I felt that once I take the exam and that if I wouldn't master the exam, well, I thought that was going to be the end of my journey. But guess what, I went to take the exam and without any preparation, 
I almost passed the exam. So then I'm just like, oh, wow. So if I would have prepared, I probably would have passed. I said, Lord, what are you telling me? So I prayed about it, and then I ended up getting a study book and ended up retaking the exam, and I got in. So it, so then I said, well, okay, I'm going to take my time. I continued working full-time and going to going to grad school. And what ended up happening, I had a course that I, I ended up taking online, and I noticed that that was through uh, UAB in Alabama. And I noticed that I had people in group studies that, they were in California, and I noticed that, okay, I have to have things done way ahead of time because if something happens with my job or family, I have to make sure it's prepared, that I, that I don't want to not achieve a goal that's there. But I found that online courses with groups, I just couldn't have the control that I had to learn, you know, to accept. So I, I did two semesters at UAB prior transferring to NSU, and um, – I'm happy to say that after five and a half years, I was able to complete the master's program, and I am a new family nurse practitioner as of May. But the journey was very difficult because at one time I was even in class with my youngest daughter, who's actually a family nurse practitioner in the Opelousas area. And I remember, she, you know, she was having kids and stuff at that time, and my mother took really sick, and I ended up knowing that I needed to withdraw. That's what I needed to do and be there for her, and I don't have any regrets. And she was saying, I'm going to be there for your graduation, and I cannot wait. And needless to say, my mother ended up passing, but when – the pandemic occurred this year, and there really was not a graduation. I'm like, wow, I never would have expected, you know, that. But I think for me it ended up being a blessing because probably I would have just kind of looked where the rest of the family would have been sitting at the commencement, and I probably would have, you know, been a little saddened. But I could say I, I really feel her presence in that when I promised her that I was going to, you know, finish school. And I had, you know, things from last year, you know, one of my brothers ended up passing, and it was always things happening. But it was like, it was always people praying for me and to say, you could do it. And I, I just had to really, you know, ask for guidance. And the prayer warriors were just like, okay, yeah, you, you, you can do this, you can do this. And a lot of people are just like, wow, why do you want to do this at your age? And I'm just like, well, age is just a number. And I said, my mother used to say, well, nothing good old but your clothes. And if you keep them long enough, they'll come back in style. So I'm kind of glad that she ended up helping me understand that, you know, your dream is your dream and that you're going to have obstacles, you're going to have situations that's going to come up, but you can make it happen if you feel that it's a realistic dream. And when you're going to want to have company with people that's going to allow you to live those dreams, that's the best thing that, that happened to me. Because many people will say, wow, you know, I admire you for doing that. 
I couldn't have done it, you know. I'm, I'm starting to forget things and those kind of things. But in my case, I enjoyed being around the, you know, the younger students. They respected me for, you know, the wisdom. And they're like, oh, wow, you've been a registered nurse 36 years. Wow, I'm just 20 years old. I said, yeah. I said, that's wonderful that you're knowing what you would like to do at such a young age. And I would tell anybody, sure, you know, it's, it, it is good to go while you're younger and, you know, when you're, you know, single and those type of things. But but my message is that you're never too old to make changes if you feel that it's a change that you would like to do. And don't allow situations to keep you from doing that. Sure, it might have taken me twice the time because I was working full time and, you know, had family things that, you know, came up, even, you know, had a husband that took really sick and and those things that I just, you know, I just had to take the time and understand that it was something that I wanted to continue, you know, to do and that I just wanted to um, make it, you know, make it happen. And I did not want to be a quitter. So I find now that I have younger, you know, people, they'll, you know, they'll come to me for guidance and direction. And then I have older people that will say, you know, I, I don't like what I'm doing. And I often remember, you know, my parents and grandparents, you know, telling us in very basic terms, you know, you have to you have to love your job. You have to make sure you love your job to the point that you can give that 100%. When it gets to the point that you're not having that, that passion for you to keep that job, you know, anymore, then it's time, you know, that you need to pray for direction, guidance, and see if there's something else that you're, that you're supposed to do. So I just would like to, you know, tell anyone out there that, don't ever sell yourself short. And I, you know, I hope that my message to you would be that when those heavy crosses, you know, come across your path, you know, don't give up. You might need to regroup and, you know, God's going to give you the strength that you'll be able to, you know, to go on. So if there's, you know, any questions, I would you know, love to, you know, answer those. That, you know, that's really, you know, my you know, my story from, you know, from being that mother and wife and daughter and grandmother going back to school and knowing the impact that it even, you know, have on my on my granddaughters and stuff to say, you know, Granny, I see your books, you're studying and whatever again. Yes, I am. And I'd like, you know, you to study hard in school too because your grades are your grades and nobody can take any of your knowledge away from you. We're all given the same books, you know, the same study guides when we start. It's all what we do with those tools for us to be able to master it. And naturally, you know, I know people, you know, even, you know, in family and friends that they're, you know, they're wanting to get places but not wanting to work as hard to get it. So I, I just was hoping that I would be a role model, you know, to them and say, you know, wow, she didn't give up in spite of all those things that happened. 
you know, she kept on going. Well, thank you. Let's see. I'm going to take mute off, and I'll see if I can do a better job. When I unmute and you have a question, tell me the last four digits of your phone number. That will be able to help me because some of you are listed by your name, but some of you are not. So I'm not able to mute out the folks who don't have a question. But I want us all to be able to ask. So I'm going to mute off, and then what I'll do is I'll ask you the last four of your phone number. So make sure you let, know the last four. Here we go. Mute off. <laughs> all right, we're all unmuted. Are there any questions from Ms. Jessica? We want to thank her for taking her time and telling us her story. And I had her on because we've had ladies, I'm saying ladies, we've had folks express an interest in either continuing their degree or getting a degree or just going back to school, even just to get their high school diploma. So I thought, what better than to have your peer on to let you know that it's something that's totally doable, even if it means you have to take breaks in your schooling, just making sure that you have the perseverance. So are there any questions for Jessica or comments? Dr. Sandra? Yes. My my last four numbers is 1269. Okay. I don't have a question. I don't have a question, but I just wanted to thank uh, her for her incredible story. It was uh, her testimony. It was extremely encouraging and uh, one that uh, is giving me an example to go back to school and work on that Ph.D. So thank you for sharing, and uh, and this is Mary. Praise God. Praise God. Well, amen to that. Well, that's fantastic. Well, all that's right. Wonderful. Well, Dr. Wonderful. Dr. We look forward to having you on the call. Good luck oh, and congratulations. Yeah. I have are a question. Any... Yes. My last four digits is um two six ten seventy six. Okay, thank you. Okay, going back going back and I wanna appreciate everything that you said. It was very interesting this morning. But going back, I mean, back in the day, school was more different than it is today. Would it be more harder um, these days for an older person to go back to school to get a degree or even finish getting their GED today than back then? I would have to say after all the encounters that I went through, and, and you notice that I kind of stair-stepped it, you know, over the years, you know, getting to what I've, my last achievement, really I would have to say that it's probably easier now because with the online, once you have the opportunity of mastering that and learning it, and what I did, you know, I utilized my, you know, my daughters, my son-in-laws and and people around me that were computer savvy. And then once I had that, I found it really good. So if I wanted to get up an hour before going to work and work on something or work on something late at night, as long as I met those deadlines, and I did it all in the comfort of my home. So I find it that it's easier now 
Because where before, if you have if you have younger kids, then you have to worry about, okay, like when I got my first degree, well, you know, my kids were, they were real young. So when I got off of work at 2 o'clock, you know, I ran home and, you know, got dinner and stuff together and, you know, made sure, you know, they were okay until my husband got back and then the grandmother helped and family members helped and then I had to go to night class from 6 to 9. Where with the online stuff, you're getting a syllabus at the beginning at the beginning of the semester, and you work it at your own pace and needing a needing a GRE. And I find that the pandemic has changed a whole lot, too, and they're still trying to figure it out. So really, I find that now it's a perfect time for you to make those educational dreams, you know, happen. And you just have to be around people. And don't be afraid to ask. When I was in the classroom setting, I know those younger kids were talking about me. But when I took the statistics classes and all of that, I'm just like, well, guess what? When I went home, there was not anybody to help me. And this instructor was getting paid to do it, so I stayed at that desk, and before I got in my car to go home, wait, could you could you please explain that to me? And then when I would always see when people was getting certain grades back to a really good, oh, could I have your number, please? Uh, because if I have a question, do you mind if I would call you and, you know, and get some information? Because when I take a class, that costs me money and time, so I didn't want to fail. So I'm not going to sit there and act like I know all the answers, so I just was going to make sure I was able to pass the course. So there again, I didn't care if they laughed at me. That's the difference between an adult learner and those that's young and trying to be cute and all of this like that. But, no, I just had one task. I got to get out of this class, and I tell people, too, just because somebody make an A, you know, hey, C gets you where you need to be, too. Of course, now in grad school, that was a different thing. Now you have to always make a B or better. But there again, I tell people, it don't matter if you made a 4.0 in the class or, you know, or you end up making a a 3.0. When you go get that piece of paper, like my mother used to say, that's what they're going to need to see with your job. Then I say, oh, guess what? You made an A. Well, I'm going to pay you that much more. No, it don't work like that. They just want that paper, and they want to make sure that you master what you need to do. So really, my message is to, if you want it, now is the perfect time. And I know my oldest granddaughter, she's nine years old, and I have another one that just made seven. They teach me a lot of stuff too. Granted, you know, you just got to touch that button right there, and I'm getting to be computer savvy. So, so there again, I find it, I find it easier, easier now. And I and I could say I, I remember people snickering when when I first had to do computer things and I'm just like wait hey wait show me that power button wait no no I need to touch it and and that's the way I you know I am you could show me real fast and stuff like that and I just have to finally just say when I first had my first encounter with uh with an IT person I just like finally just said okay you could tell that annoyed and whatever with my questions and stuff so what I presented one day. I'm saying, you know what, how would you like if I needed some help in ICU, I had a patient on a ventilator and stuff, and I left you in here, and and how would you feel? Well, I wouldn't know what to do. I said, well, okay, well, I don't know what to do with this computer, so would you please share your knowledge because I really need it. I said, I'm still teachable, okay? I didn't grow up in a time when, you know, like now, Babies are getting iPads and those type of things. But, no, respect the time that I have come up with. 
which was not all the technology things. And I'm not afraid to learn, so if you just give me the respect, I would appreciate that. And from that point on, they knew where I was coming from. Any other questions? Good morning, Dr. Brooks. Um, last four is five four nine eight. No question, but comments after hearing her, and then I saw a little something on um, the own channel with the cast, and they were very powerful last night. The cast of Greenleaf. Um, how did they? How did they say it? Um, God has a plan for everyone, and then hearing this. I know my plan was to get and get on this phone conference because I missed the one last week, and it's just motivating me now just to start getting online to find out what school to get enrolled into because I've been putting off for the longest to further my education. But um, thank you, Miss Jessica, for this inspiration and this motivation, this little push, because now I'm going to be looking into getting into school. So thank you very much for sharing your story, your journey. I very much appreciate it. Thank you. Great. And I I wish you all the, you know, all the best. And, you know, find out from people where they feel that, that you're going to be, you know, comfortable with, and you're going to find that some people say, oh, I went to school there, and I find that this wasn't there, and that wasn't there, and, and I was one of those that, well, I'm going I'm going to school to learn and do what they need to do, and you're going to find, just be careful going back, that if your instructor has this on the syllabus, what you need to do, you're going to find some people, they're going to pra- procrastinate for 30 minutes about not wanting to do it that way because they don't feel that it's right. But regardless, okay, you didn't just waste 30 minutes, just do what they ask you to do, and it's going to all be simple. When they ask you for your opinion, sure, voice it. But other than that, you have to do the work, and they're the one that made the syllabus. we got to get through it. We can't deviate it unless they come in and say, how can we change it until that point at the end of the semester. That's, that's the thing that I had to assist the younger ones, you know, with. I said, there's no need for you to, you know, say anything. We have to do it. We have to pay the price. And they say, well, we feel like we're in prison. I say, now you're talking. And this is what this journey is. It's about to mold you, condition you to do what you need to do. And it's not about you making the challenges any easier, those kind of things, because at this point, these things are set. They have been successful in the past. And until you get to that point that they're asking for input, you just have to do the work. That's all to it. So I'm I'm so glad to hear that, you know, you have those jobs to go. And I, I tell people, sure, I, I wish I would have done it in my 40s or 50s, but I feel that God allowed me to do it. I just made 60. I'm glad to walk over and do it. And one of the physicians that, uh, that I'm going to be, you know, working in his place, he's retiring on July 8th. He said, look, I'm 79. He said, you still, he said, you still young and red behind the ears. I'm just saying. I said, whatever, but I said, I'm looking forward, but guess what? I'm a comfort zone being a registered nurse 36 years. Now I'm back a novice again. So, But, but you know, and, and when you're dealing with people's lives, you want to make sure that you're going to do the job right. So I'm back again learning and wanting people to allow me to precept and, you know, and learn things. So the, the sky's the limit. Whatever you decide to do, Go for it, and with God, he will get you through it. I promise you. 